0: Alright, everybody. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. Today we have a special guest with us. We have Sheree Johnson. How are you?
1: Good, good. Brandon, how are you?
0: I'm doing all right. So, tried to keep up here. You, for everybody who does not know, are the chief nursing officer over at Women's Hospital. That's I know-
1: correct. Yes, I have the honor of doing that, serving in that role.
0: That is got to be. That's got to be a little challenging, I would think. You know, that's especially nowadays, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It uh, Anything in healthcare is challenging on a good day, but uh, lately, definitely.
0: Yeah. I can imagine. So, how long have you been doing that over there?
1: So, I've been chief nursing officer for nearly two years. Previously to that, I was the vice president over perinatal services here at Woman's. And okay. I've been working for Woman's since.
0: 2006. Wow, 2006. Yeah. That's where all my kids have come from. That's where we pick them up at, as we say. Um, I've done a, <laughs> done a number of rounds over there. So, so Tim, what is? We were talking before. In full disclosure, I wrote it down because I couldn't get it all out. You've been selected to serve on the council here, which is the Maternal Child Health Council for American Hospital Association. Is that?
1: That, I get that one
0: right
1: <laughs> you got that one right yeah yeah it's it's quite an honor to uh, be selected to serve on that council um, it's uh, something where we inform um, policy making. Um, for the American Hospital Association. So, our responsibilities is to make sure that we're communicating issues to the policymakers who can do something about some of the issues that we have. And then, conversely, anything that the policymakers are writing about or wanting to change, they will send that to us and then we can vet that with our peers. With our own organizations or systems, and provide feedback to make that policy a little bit better. Um, Some of our other things we might need to do is if there's any issues, um, we might want to bring that up to policymakers, and uh, or issues with a particular policy, um, so we can make some revisions or changes with that. So
0: that's got to be kind of a big. Obviously, you know, there couldn't be. There's probably not that many people. Right. they can't have a representative from every hospital right? that's so right that's kind right. of a big deal because i can imagine all our
1: council yeah
0: it, Yeah, you've got you know staff in the hospital that are what you know it's like who's coming up with this you know why are we doing you know this way and so now it's like we have a seat at the table locally you know yeah. to express kind of what we're dealing with and how that works so that's uh it's good Fine. Yeah, I,
1: w- I was really excited and looking at the members, you know, it's great to have someone from the deep south, um, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Arkansas, you know, uh, Florida, the, the panhandle of Florida, there aren't any representatives from that area. So I have a, a you know, a, a, a unique opportunity to bring forth some of the challenges that we specifically have in the south. Um, you know, healthcare is certainly a whole lot different than New York compared to the South or Oregon compared to the South. So um, I'm really excited to be able to be representative of that, of this region to the council. I think it's how important. Do
0: you, how do they find, you know, to the- kind of force your hand to make you talk about yourself how do they find you how do they how do they select people you know here
1: well I think uh, that I I work I, I network with a number of colleagues across the nation you know we are the 17th largest delivery facility in the nation um, so some of our bigger uh, delivery facilities we uh, network together pretty freq- frequently um, and my name was brought into the fold. Um, just because they're looking for a geographic kind of, uh, representation on the council. Um, that way we can make some really good decisions and inform those policymakers really, really well. So my name popped up by, um, someone out of Providence, Oregon. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, uniquely, and it's just someone that I, I network probably about a monthly basis. Um, so, uh. That's how my name got brought into a nomination committee and they vet it. Um, They make sure I have the credentials and the knowledge to really support the work that goes on in the council. Um, And then it goes through an election process or a nominating process.
0: That's a big deal. That's a lot more than just firing off an email saying, hey, can you jump on a call with us next week? (laughs) It's a big honor. It sounds like congratulations.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty excited. I'm more excited just because we need that representation. You know, this region needs that representation at the table. We have unique uh, differences. um, And those need to be represented.
0: Absolutely. No, that's, you know, so tell me, you know, what is that? Is that a regular, like a monthly type meeting? Is it you know, it's not cool to get in person anymore? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
1: so we will meet by Zoom. Normally, uh, they do quarterly meetings face to face. We will meet uh, by Zoom, but there's also work that occurs in between the meetings. Uh, there may be some policy that's being written, legislation, that type of thing that they might want our feedback on. Um, so emails will go out, and of course, we'll vet that. Give give some of our opinion related to that um, and then send that back through um, to the policy makers. But we do, uh, you know, uh, from what I understand, um, my first meeting is in February this month. Um, So from what I understand, there's some in between work that occurs because it never can be just scheduled at a quarterly meeting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's some of it is pretty timely as they start to make right legislation.
0: That's uh, that's changing lives. I
1: hope so. That's the goal. Right. Getting better.
0: Well, tell me what uh, we jump out of that. You know, for a second, I'm sure we'll work our way back into it. But from a, you know, a chief nurse nursing officer, you know, at which I didn't know you just casually said it. 17th largest, you know, birthing facility. You know, yes. that's that's kind of a big deal, and I would think. Forget everything, you know, normally that's going on right now, which I guess is the new normal, but in a normal, you know, chief nursing officer role, what's that day to day like, you know, is that, you know, showing up with a whole great set of plans and as soon as you walk in the door, it just blows up and you got to put it together. (laughs)
1: Well, it is a lot of reprioritizing my day, so I agree with that. We have, uh, Women's Hospital employs about 900 exceptional nurses, and I have been chosen to be their leader, Um, and so I help uh, organize uh, things throughout the hospital to support the nurses in their practice. Um, to support quality patient care, um, to help support our physician partners um, in what they do every day and making sure that we have the tools, equipment, things that we need to be able to deliver really exceptional patient care. Um, And I also have the responsibility to to make sure our patients are uh, felt safe in our organization and well cared for. So their patient experience is important to to me specifically, but to all of nursing.
0: Sounds like a little bit of everything in there, like a little bit of therapist, you know, a little bit of, you know, advisor, a little bit of coaching, you know, a little bit of everything, you know, coaching,
1: mentoring, budgeting. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't spend more money than what we take in certainly. Um, and prioritizing, prioritizing what we need, uh, in terms of financial prioritizing, uh, projects, those types of things.
0: So you've got 900 men and women working in one, you know, facility.
1: Yeah. All just different shy of 900, just shy. But, again, shy. Close to 900.
0: but you got to boil all that in and take everybody's, you know, we need, you know, more paper towels, you know, we need, you know, more of this. We need you know all of that. And then figure out how to make that work on a regular basis. Right. Like, yeah. And and I would assume, you know, you know, I always believe, you know, leaders affect the culture, right? So you've got to, it's how that culture, you know, from the top down gets dispersed and finding those that don't fit and they've got to work their way, you know, out of the system and find, make room for the ones that do. That's got to be, that's a lot to carry. It's a big load along with National Child Health Council for American Hospital Association. I keep reading it over here. (laughs) A little bit of amazing feats here we've got, you know, going on.
1: Well, I have a lot of people that help support the work. Um, I've got uh, an amazing nursing leadership team that helps me with that this work, too. So I don't certainly do any of this alone. So,
0: <laughs> it's, um, so tell me. Speaking of working on different things, you know, you guys have been, women's has been kind of the forefront, you know, from what I've read, and we kind of looked at some things on improving, you know, maternal and infant health, you know, what's going on there?
1: Well, lots of things, you know, we do, uh, you know, we represent nearly 13% of the state's births. So when we make a change at women's hospital, it significantly impacts our state. Um, And quite frankly, the state looks to us to be able to lead initiatives and projects. So some of the things that we work on and have continued to work on is uh, reduction in preterm birth. Um, what that looks like. We have looked at our own data and looked at some of the drivers that we can control, some drivers you can't control related to preterm birth and initiated uh, uh, different methods to hopefully reduce um, preterm birth, like cervical length screening. So that's uh, how short or how long your cervix is at a certain time in your pregnancy. Um, screening for tobacco, alcohol, drugs, depression, things like that to help us identify issues that kind of lead toward preterm birth. Um, Some other things that we're looking at is reducing hemorrhage and hypertension effects on women. Um, That's really, really important to us, actively managing hypertension, um, actively managing um, postpartum hemorrhage, although it doesn't happen often. It can, it can be very dangerous to mom and, and sometimes baby if baby hasn't been delivered. So we really want to uh, work on that. We also work on our breastfeeding rate. It's, uh, it's, it's great to have those babies get a great healthy start. Um, and then we always work on infant mortality um, that's something that uh, Woman's has always been a partner with, worked with the state in terms of our fetal infant mortality review committees, those types of things to implement processes in place that hopefully reduce infant mortality. Um, we also do uh, a lot with breast cancer screening, um, GYN oncology screening, those things are also important. And then you know, just reducing some of those disparities with some of those really bad outcomes in terms of hemorrhage or cancer, those types of things, Um, hypertension, infant mortality. So uh, really taking a look at that and uh, implementing initiatives to help reduce some of those disparities.
0: And I guess that would tie also back to kind of what you're doing on the council. Some of the work that you're doing internally can bring to the council and know, so, you know, these are things that we're doing, you know, these are things that are working, you know, that this should become policy maybe if I try okay. to connect those dots together.
1: Yeah. We're really seeing some success, particularly in breastfeeding, having peer to peer counselors, um, you know, you uh, know, To have a nurse come in and talk to you who doesn't look like you or knows exactly kind of where you come from or your environment. It really helps to have someone uh, that is unique to your situation come in and help you with things related to hypertension management or breastfeeding. So our peer to peer counselors do a whole lot of work for us with that. Um, So that's uh, helpful.
0: I know we were, I know I lived, I felt like I lived there. We had a, my wife had our, we had, she had twins the last, you know, around and we did the, we had to go to maternal fetal medicine. I think it was, she was high risk. We had some complications and some upsets in the past, but uh, I think we were there like every week for ultrasounds and I think we lived every, fifth day in the assessment center and trying to figure out what and then when we got there we had to do ICU but ultimately everything worked out and I've got you know some eight-year-old boys that are just non-stop that um they're insane but
1: well that's I mean, great that's what you wanted that's right that's,
0: yeah that's what we signed that's- up for you know it's uh,
1: congratulations for you that's hard that's really really hard
0: it was um but I will say nobody talks about the food was fantastic down in the cafeteria. I don't know what it is, but I've made the joke that I've gone, I've gone back, you know, I think just an eight before, you know, even when yeah. i didn't,
1: Yeah. Pre-COVID, we had people show up in our cafeteria all the time, get a good cheeseburger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The brick the oven,
0: pizzas. That's, that was it.
1: You heard the, the freshman 20, we've got the woman's 20. So if you come to work here, you know,
0: <laughs> oh, so the freshman 20 yeah. the woman's 20 now we've got the COVID 20 right yeah <laughs>
1: yeah yeah they're all
0: 20s <laughs> uh, i know i could use lose a little bit here so what at the end of the day it sounds like this council in your day-to-day job are almost one and the same you know it's they seem very close is there anything from the Chief operate or chief nursing officer in the council that you know, kind of you're wanting to get accomplished. Like this is you know here's the goals of where we are. Or
1: I really want to bring to the table um, disparity work um, because I think it, it it matters really by region because we all have different disparities state to state um, region to region. So I really want to bring forth some of that work. Um, and knowledge and uh, learn too for my peers of what's working in other areas, what's not, what could we do better in our state as a whole, that would be really important to me. We do uh, work closely with our Office of Public Health and uh, Louisiana Department of Health uh, with quality improvement projects and those types of things to help improve care. Um, so it would be great if I would learned something that could help us and bring that back to our state. And then also inform the council so we could better better policy to drive improvement and outcomes
0: i'm trying to picture how that actually works. you know there's so much policy there's so much you know kind of procedure that people have to follow and then but like improving care you know that gives all the way down to like you said you've got almost 900 people that you're you know working with but it's not like they all meet up and say, Hey, we're going to try this, this week. You know, it's gotta be all the way down. It's gotta be like a person, right. Who's like this, we did this in this situation and we had a positive outcome. It's like, okay, maybe we'll try that again. You know, or is there.
1: So, yeah. So that's a good question. The, um, what we really like to look for is like evidence-based. So some evidence-based research that shows us, we go to literature every time we look at a process, um, sometimes where in the literature is best process, sometimes somebody in Texas might be a, a best evidence-based practice related to a process. And so we will search through the literature, find uh, what's best supported to have the best outcomes, and then make me- measures to implement that process. Uh, to better outcomes. So, uh, and it may involve us looking at our our own data, stratifying our data, um, making sure that what we implement has a real impact, um, and then cascading that down to our individual staff. So a lot of ways that happens is through training. We do, we spend um, some time with our nurses, making sure that they have Uh, a robust um, training program, ongoing training, uh, some kind of education really every single month or sooner than that if needed. Um, So we can make sure that we can cascade any new process down throughout the entire organization.
0: It's funny, you said training. I've got someone that works in our group that's been in medical forever and I've always said training and she says in service. And so I finally started saying in service and then now you're back to training, so we trying to get back. <laughs>
1: well, it's in service, but when I say that, people go, "What?" <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what I did for the longest time. She be like, "We're doing an in-service on so." Instead, I'm like,
1: "That's right."
0: I have no, what it is Training, and so now I've learned in-service is in-service. training. I was expecting yeah. in-service work, now I got training. So, okay. but no, that that's got to be just a huge feat, you know. It's turning of a ship, you know, on some of those things. So I can't imagine having to find the time to research and put all that together and then to get all the way down to that macro level of talking with individual staff and seeing what they need. I think that's a, that's a, that's something we've always found, you know, in the time that I've been in woman's that it's been a, it didn't feel like it was all just procedure driven. You know what I mean? Like it felt that it was personal. It was unique. It, that was, that was their, but knowing that there are procedures behind the scenes and I guess maybe that's the balance right you've got right. to have the procedure but then also have the personal touch that goes along with it
1: and it is a delicate balance you know if we want to we want to have enough structure that we keep people safe but be able to individualize it to meet everybody's individual needs so it is a it is a balance but the nurses they really do a great job with it
0: I can imagine. That's a big team. And that's a lot of that's a lot of feedback to boil down. So I can't pre- tell you how much I appreciate you doing it and not me or. <laughs> so.
1: Well, I'm happy you have he- big, healthy eight year old boys that are running amok. <laughs> that's a good deal.
0: They are. So we've done we've got them. We don't know what they keep trying to break each other. So I think that's <laughs> the latest that they're doing these days. So look, I tell everybody, you know, there's obviously more important things for you to do than talk to me, you know, all day, but I do appreciate you taking some time out of the day to kind of fill, fill me in, fill, you know, the listeners, watchers, wherever people are consuming this ad turns out a lot of people are, but to really put a face behind, you know, we all drive down airline highway and everybody can see women's. And I'll say it with a lot of different people don't know what really happens on the inside, you know, that they don't know what's going on. And now we've got you making a, presence nationally you know making this you know affecting change and we get a voice and i think that's real important because things are different for us here you know than in other places
1: we are different than south dakota than oregon than california than maine or vermont i mean we're just we're different oklahoma
0: it's hot down here they don't realize it (laughs) it's real hot (laughs)
1: <laughs> it gets real hot. Come see HBAC us. Is
0: very important for us down here. So <laughs> That's right. a Policy to make sure that is always
1: working. So, That's right. That's right.
0: Well, look, I appreciate the time today. Love to have you come back, talk about some more. You know, after kind of how that first meeting goes, see if they load you up. You know.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that would be great. All right. Awesome.
0: Well, you have a great day. And Thanks again, too. thank you, and thank you for all you've done, and what you're about to get started into.
1: Thanks, so, Brandon.
0: All right. Thank you.